The following content has been approved by four out of five fuck niggas and one nigga who listens to Drake. Start the show. got one Drake listener. It's cool. That would be me. I, I, I'm a Drake listener, so maybe that's maybe this will be improved by two. Yeah. Maybe we count. That's cool. Uh, the fuck niggas approve of us a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried. <laughs> niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the foolishness. Your black ass cheat sheet for the weekend foolishness and fuckery. Uh-oh. It has started already. Already, huh? I'm your boy Oz, and I am over it. Over it. Yeah, and I think everybody understands exactly what that means. <laughs> Just over the whole deal. Fuck it, because everybody's over it. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. Yeah, I, I guess you could put me in there too. Um, we just got an email. They were my company is pretty liberal about the mask thing. Mm. Until this past week, there now there's a mask mandate. You have to have it. You have to have it on with, while you're moving about the branch at all times. Whatever. Uh, I I take my shit off at lunch. I'm gonna fuck. Um, I mean, nigga, gotta eat. Yeah. Um, everybody else, it's not a big deal because everybody else kind of eats in their car. Um, the break room is you don't want to eat in there. Um, on a related note, just to give you an insight into how I'm doing this week, this uh, this past four day week, um, Friday can rolled around and we made it, and I I I felt good and I felt good about us getting through the. Fuck it, let's 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 finish this Friday strong. I was gonna order donuts for the whole crew. Um and a kolache for myself. Uh it's not a big crew, so a dozen and a half will do everyone just fine. Then the white woman walked in at the stroke of nine. The white woman walked in with her little sassy little walk. I had DoorDash out ready to ready to ready to approve this payment. I turn my phone off, put it back in my pocket. I know you're like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I can't. She fucked up the donuts for everyone. I don't want this woman, this white woman, having it in her head that I am thoughtful. The crew, yes. I don't want her thinking that I am thoughtful or that any of those donuts were for her. Mm-mm. And I'm not in a position to say, no, bitch. Them. Not you. Not you. So and she would be the first in line to get some donuts. And she'd be the first one to ju- she'd be the first one to walk her lazy ass out of there. She don't do nothing but walk around and drink coffee. So you know she's going for them donuts. And I don't have the option to say no bitch. So, 
The other option is just nobody gets donuts that day. So she fucked up the donuts for everyone. Look, what they don't know won't hurt them. Correct. And I don't want anybody. I don't want her thinking I'm thoughtful. I don't want her having any thoughts about me other than a fleeting Oz works here. That's it. That's all I need her thinking. Oz works here and he shows up on time. That's it. That's all. And and if she has an opinion in the in the manager meetings, that's all I want. Just trying to get by at this motherfucker. Yeah. I'm, I know I'm going to be here for a limited time. Um, it is episode... 153. 153. Yep. How was your week, D. Randall? Uh, Does I'm over it encapsulate yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff I can't. There's a lot of bullshit. Yeah, I can't say I can't say on mic, but fair enough. It, it was it was just one of those weeks where everybody everybody's just full of shit, but everybody's also over it, man. I think a lot. I think everybody is really over. I think everybody's over twenty twenty one. Yeah, in general. Yeah, like twenty twenty one is not as glamorously awful as twenty twenty was. But what's exhausting about 2021 is that a lot of this shit we're dealing with now is just we we can we could have been through with this shit by now, but y'all y'all just continue fucking it up. So you know what? I'm just over y'all. Fam, there is a mu. There is a mu variant. Yeah. Do you know how many I I'm vaguely familiar with um the the Greek alphabet. Yeah. Do you know how far you have to get from Delta to Mu? When they, whenever they get to the Omega variant, then I know that we've pretty much covered all the bases on that one. We are fucked. Yeah, I mean, people. Mu. Are, yeah. Hell no, bro. Um. I. Yeah. I. I it's, I don't know what to say. We got we got banned from Europe again. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, American travelers are well, well, specifically unvaccinated American travelers are banned from traveling to Europe. God damn it! Hit America with the air horns. And I would not be surprised if they just eventually extended it to all Americans. Boy, it's gonna be bad over there. Hawaii's trying to pretend like they're not America. They're like, uh, well, y'all like it. Don't come here either. Uh, we don't. Please. We don't really know them niggas. <laughs> if you want to come, come over here because y'all are our economy. Yeah, Hawaii's like, we didn't really ask to be a part of this. Y'all kind of stole us and brought us into this shit. So if y'all could just stay home, that'd be great. China, please feel free to come over. <laughs> That's where we're at right now. That's where they're at. They're not fucking with anybody. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Fuck it. They were barely, they were barely fucking with tourists. You know, when everything was open. You know, they don't like you surfing certain places and shit. They, well, no, they, so they're pretty much sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, shout out to the new listeners. Mm. What the fuck are y'all doing here? Shout out to everyone still saying that it's a hoax and, then, <laughs> and asking for thoughts and prayers a few weeks later. Like, that shit is still happening. I, it feels insensitive to laugh at these people. Mm. But, 
but mm. appropriate nonetheless. I mean, I don't laugh. I just go, hmm. <laughs> like, an old, like an old Jamaican aunt. <laughs> mm. Well, then. See, I want a black comedy where the elderly West, where the el- elderly West Indian lady gets all the jokes off like in real life. <laughs> It's always the elderly, it's all, especially West Indian families. It's always the elderly Jamaican lady getting her shit off, and either nobody's listening, or all the youngest people are listening. It's like, do y'all hear her? Mabel is mean as fuck. Going off. Oh, going off. I just telling everybody business too. Watch it. That's see. That's gonna be the real sitcom right there. I'm gonna write that sitcom, and it's just gonna be because you remember Amen. Amen had that one had that one old man Raleigh, who just stood in who who just sat in the back and got like a a minimum of two or three jokes off Raleigh, to standing ovations. Raleigh was one of those guys that was always old. <laughs> <laughs> Like you never saw you never saw young Riley. <laughs> Riley was old when he was young. He, yeah, everybody got that Danny Glover in the congregation. I like Morgan Freeman. Like I saw shit from Morgan Freeman with the electric company. He was supposedly in his twenties. Nigga <laughs> <laughs> already looked sixty. <laughs> Morgan Freeman been the same age. Morgan Freeman been one age for many many years. Um, Whatever the opposite of eternal youth is, <laughs> the inverse of Benjamin yeah. Button. Um, I get, uh, yeah, I guess we can start off with love. Shout out, like I say, shout out to the new listeners, shout out to the old listeners, shout out to the day ones. Uh, y'all keep bringing people. I'm still trying to figure out why. <laughs> like, <laughs> haven't y'all had enough? <laughs> Like I said, everybody's over it, man. They're like, fuck it. If we going down, we're taking people down. We're taking this. somebody down with us. That's that's the correct response. Um flowers go to a listener of ours, actually. What? Uh flowers go to Mr. David Santiago. Oh wow. Mr. And Mr. Tough Questions. Mr. Tough Questions. David Santiago. David Santiago. Love this guy. He um yeah, a lot of people don't know he is an artist. And recently, um, he has uh, a picture of he, he drew a picture of Chloe Bailey. Oh, and Chloe Bailey, I believe, not only liked it but reposted it. Um, and he's done this. Let's see, it was he did one for Chloe Bailey. Then he did one for Wheezy. Actually, uh, that was a pretty good one. Not that I'm. <laughs> Not that I'm biased Um, But This is what you gotta do man To stay out there And and that was That is smart marketing He did this for another personality That I can't think of right now But This is smart marketing For visual arts Um, And it You know It's social media being used Social media should be used And to You know to network and to get in these get in these people's radar and social media for celebrities and make themselves accessible. So you know, be accessible to them. Be accessible and ex- you know do what they want you to do and access them. But 
you know, the price goes up. The price goes up. So you know when so when you access them, do a little tit for tat. Yeah, I'm yeah I'm 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 gonna boost your signal, but in return you can boost my signal too. Add a comma in there. Add, add a comma. At the, at the very least, add a zero. I feel like this is the beginning of the price going up on David. I'm just saying. And I and I'm not making a big thing, but I am looking to be working with him. I am working. We are developing a little something. Okay. Um. So shout out to him. Um. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. Um. We can take. Actually, that's a good pivot to go into this week's humans ain't shit. Um. This is another kind of personal pet peeve for me. I hate people saying that social media did some shit. I was on somebody's uh, Facebook recently, and they asked kind of what has happened to relationships. What is responsible for the downfall of relationships? And a lot of the answers were like, oh, it's social media's fault. Social media did it. Social media, social we can, we can't have functioning, uh, non toxic relationships in the era of social media. Social media did this. Social media did that. I want people to stop blaming social media for everything, like it's a fucking boogeyman. And, I, and I'm guilty of this too. I've said it too. Um, I want us to stop treating social media like it's just a boogeyman that manifests itself into existence. That's not how it works. Social media is a tool. Social media is a is a tool that humans choose to use however they wish. Everything it's just like guns. How they say guns don't kill people, people kill people. A gun can protect your can protect your 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 home, your family and your property. A gun can also destroy that same family and property. Yeah. Depending on who is holding it and the responsibility that they under that they have an understanding of when they are holding it. it. It it boils back. It does boil back to how people use the tool and not the tool itself. One one thing that I've that I've noticed about <clears throat> people's behavior, especially over the last, I guess, fifteen years or so, is that the the concept of intimacy has has changed somewhat when I, when I mean in, mm-hmm. when I say intimacy I don't necessarily mean sex I mean Correct. the the practice of having close personal relationships with people and, and having you know small circles of of fellowship so right. to speak um one example that I use is you know back in the day when we used to take family trips you know we went to Disneyland a couple of times um or or wherever we went you know, my mother would take pictures and she would get those photos developed and put those in a photo album to be saved in home for the family's memories. And if anybody outside the family wanted to see those, they had to come to the house to see those photos. Correct. Uh, what's different is nowadays, because we have um, so much access to each other, it's easier for people to post these same family photos on Facebook or somewhere and, and share that with a with a with potentially the world if you if you right. you know your account is public so those memories that were once intimately shared by by your family now become available to everyone so there's the the exclusivity that 
people once had within those smaller structures have expanded to include everyone else. So a lot of the effort that people put into making memories gets, I guess, diluted, so to speak, by putting that energy into sharing it with everybody. And making it a communal once. thing. And the same thing with a, lot of, with a lot of relationships and a lot of marriages. A lot of people put every milestone, every step, everything that they do as a, as a couple or, or whatever that structure is for everyone to see. And why, why does the world need to be the audience for that? Right. So those, those intimately shared memories are no longer yours. So all the actions that a lot of people are putting out there, all, everything that they, that, they, that they do goes towards being, an, being you know, in front of an audience of other people instead of just those intimately shared memories. Right. That's just my long-winded possible take on, on, on why they could be. So and, that, and that's fair. It's not social media itself. It's, it's people. It's people. Sharing that information or sharing everything with everyone. Social media, is, is, again, like any tool, encourages people to engage and embrace maybe their best and worst impulses. And when you do that, social media becomes a reflection of that. We use social media in some, in some of the most vain self-indulgent and mean-spirited ways possible but we also use it for good there are many there are many people of color across this country um that were secretly getting their asses beat by the police that we would not know about otherwise right in real time were it not for social media and that is that too is an example of us Using social media for the better um, during the pandemic. I think it was during the pandemic. Didn't like Missy Elliott saw somebody was getting married and they were a fan and the, and they and they, they were down on their luck a little bit and bought them a wedding dress. Their signal got amplified, and she bought. The, I believe she bought them a fucking wedding dress. It sounds like something I remember. This is pretty. This is some noble shit. Yeah, <clears throat> and it. It, much like us, are capable of wonderful things and terrible things. But all of those things are a choice on our part. Mm-hmm. The developers know this. We know this to a point, but we think it's easier to blame social media instead of interrogating um, and unpacking uh, the reasons we do some of the shit we do. Mm-hmm. Social media didn't do shit to you. You did shit to you. I think we all need to take a minute and take that in. Um, that's just my two cents, though. Song of the week. Having said all that, I am feeling a little bit of a toxic mood. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, having said that, this week's song of the week: Chris Brown and Rick Ross. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> went all the way there <laughs> Chris Brown and Rick Ross The song is called Sorry uh, Pour yourself something Get comfortable We're going to have a great podcast And we'll be back with more opinions while black Let's go
Milling cash on the gram, they trending meat chone In the D, my G, he throwing that peace stone Every picture that you post, the comments on each one Shorty Nugget I try to change my day Always around pulling me down in bed Gave you my word but they were just broken promises Broken condoms, lipstick marks and unprotected sex
Story by Rick Ross featuring Chris Brown. Y'all know I don't really like uh, Rick Ross as a rapper at all. But he chooses some good shit to be on. Like, he can choose a beat. Yep. And he can choose a feature. He knows when to get in and out of it. And knows when to get in and the fuck out of a verse. Are they talking about broken condoms? Broken condoms, lipstick marks, and unprotected sex. Wow. I told you I was in a toxic mood. And when you are in a toxic mood, there's only a handful of people you can go to in a pinch. That's the weekend. That's Ty Dollar Sign. That is Summer Walker. And that is Christopher Maurice Brown. What are they apologizing for in this song, though? Apparently, broken condoms, lipstick marks, and unprotected sex. I don't know. <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> the song, literally everything is him going this. It, it, every lyric is this woman is perfect And I am just Being a terrible Terrible nigga And I know I'm being a terrible nigga and I'm so sorry But and I know sorry don't make it right I'm also never going to get my act together So he's just apologizing for getting caught Correct Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is correct this is, this is exactly what's going on Regular old 20s, early 30s shit. <laughs> um, it was just missing future. <laughs> now, that would be a toxic versus Chris Brown and Drake. Mm. That is a That would be mm. a toxic ass versus. Mm. Who, who could out toxic the other? They've combined forces too. I, they have. I need to see what happens when two light skinned niggas collide. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, if there's a light skinned Voltron, Christopher Maurice Brown and Aubrey Graham are probably going to be on the Voltron Force. Yeah, they're, they're both the Black Lion. <laughs> I will form the head. No, I will form the head. Okay, we'll flip a coin. Oh, man, who would be light? I'm not going to do that this week. Who's the light-skinned Voltron? That's a question for our listeners. Write us and let us know who would be the light-skinned Voltron. (laughs) Who would be on the light-skinned Voltron force? Answers to be revealed next week. Oh, man. Yeah, you niggas ought to get it. Yeah, you niggas got to start getting involved with this motherfucker. We it, it, y'all got y'all got to help us out with this toxicity. <laughs> um, let's see what what do we got on the rundown this week? Um, looking around for stuff. No deaths. Um, fortunately, thank goodness. Oh man, finally get get through a week or two without death, man. Um, at least not celebrity death. Y'all know y'all know how it is. Um. Well, we talked about Michael K last week. Oh, yeah, that happened. Yeah, that one came through while we, while were, recording. we were recording. Yeah, yeah. man, I, I, I could not hang. I could not hang, man. Like it was, oh, man. That 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 one hurt. I have to say that one hurt, and I think the com- I've the community has been hurt by that. Oh, one. yeah. Like 
Um, there are like that one's up there almost with like Chad. I was gonna say exactly that one was right there with Chadwick. Like that was a that was a huge Michael K. Williams. So and somebody somebody said they're like that's a creative soul that did not miss. Mm-hmm. Like and, and you know you you know size. She said she was like I've never like as an actor he never missed. I was like I will say. He was never, even when a project was shitty, he was never shitty. Because bear in mind, he wasn't super fly. Right. Which I think we can forgive him for. (laughs) Between Omar and Montrose Freeman, I think we can forgive him for the sensei. I haven't seen Superfly, but I bet he wasn't bad in Superfly. No. Not at all. As a matter of fact, that was one of the only. Roles that made sense even in a remake. He was Superfly's like sensei, like he was his he was his mentor. He was his mentor that brought him in the game. And it just so happens that just like the old black exploitation movies, um, he knew he knew kung fu and all that shit. He had taught Superfly kung fu and all okay. that. Yeah, I that was one of the parts of the movie I actually really enjoyed. Okay. He comes to see him and he's teaching a. And he's teaching a karate class, and they have to clear out. And he's like, and he, he's asking them for a favor. And he's like, well, you know, if you can beat me. And Michael K. Williams beats the brakes off of uh, Trevor What's-His-Name. <laughs> <laughs> which, I, which I sense would happen in real life. Yes. Aaron, Aaron from Gronish getting his ass waxed. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Um, but, yeah, it was... You could see even it, like there are certain deaths you can see how that reverberates through the community, and you can even though you know we're just getting social media and we're just getting quotes from interviews, you can feel how this feels to these people. Jonathan Majors was hurt, man. Jonathan Majors was broke up about that shit. Yeah, he he talked about how good of an experience it was working with him. I love Craft Country and in some ways how he was really like a father figure to him. Yeah, man. And that, man. And I learned, I, yeah, I learned a few things. Like his actual, his actual son, he had been very open about um, having a hard time connecting while he was in the business, connecting with his son mm-hmm. and kind of trying to find that middle ground between father figure and provider and all that stuff because he – he maybe didn't have great examples as far as I know and right. was having trouble conveying that um, because it's, as it turns out, I always make jokes about the fact that niggas like Joe Budden have a chef. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga ain't nobody but you and that kid in that house. And it turns out his chef is uh, Michael K. Williams' son. So, Oh, damn. At, it, 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 New York is a small planet <laughs> um you can just see the hurt yeah, that's crazy. going around in the community um so yeah um definitely wanted to make sure we it that was a, that was a hard one that was a hard one um so yeah rest in rest in paradise man your fight is over um i'm not gonna get on my pedestal about drugs this week because the drug the whole drug thing is fucking crazy I I have a whole diatribe about fucking drug usage and what they call an overdose and fentanyl. I got a whole 
unpacking about that shit. I ain't going to do it today. Um, happier times. Um, or at least trivial times to get us through the bad shit. Yeah. Um, we talked about Kanye's album and as it relates to the whole uh, kind of mostly media-driven beef with Drake. I say mostly media driven because I'm sure that there's a seems like there's a little bit of static there, but it's really these headlines pumping it up. Oh, people are definitely, you know, they're, they're definitely making as much out of it as they can. Correct. Um, having said that, one thing we kind of glazed over, didn't really talk about last week. Drake leaked a song that I think was maybe supposed to be on Donda. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with Kanye and Andre 3000. Yep. Anytime Andre Benjamin shows up on something, it's an event. Um, and in this case, it was definitely an event because Andre wrecked this shit. And it was like an open letter. It was supposed to be kind of an open letter to their respective, uh, mothers, I believe. Mm-hmm. Their deceased mothers. Their deceased mothers. And Andre, it opens up with Andre crashing that shit, as he does. Yeah. And Kanye was going to come, and it sounded like Kanye was going to come in with some shit. And what he came in with didn't really match because it turned into a Drake diss. Or a Drake sub, or whatever you kids call it. Yeah, it was more like a sub. It was a sub, yeah. Um, And he... He crashed it in his own way, I guess. If, but yes, I like some, the energy. He had some shit to get off his chest, right? That's what it was. I like the energy. And then he did some corny singing shit in the end. But then there's the corny shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? And there's the cornball shit where apparently Andre was not comfortable. Apparently, not only was Andre not comfortable with, one, the song and how it leaked in the first place, mm-hmm. but not comfortable with the the nature of, I suspect not comfortable with the nature of the content Kanye offered because Andre doesn't beef. Yeah, and he even said that the one of the things that they talked about when he was making the album was that he wanted to make it out with no profanity on it. And um, and Andre was like, you know, since this is an album that's dedicated to his mother, it'd be nice to do something that, that feels like a tribute song. Since my mother passed away, um, you know, something that talks to our deceased mothers, and that's right. where he came with it. And you know, he get and when he hears it leaked, he hears, you know, Kanye talking about you know, distant South Park talking about fish sticks, and you know, and all the other stuff. And he's like. Ah. This don't 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 put me in the middle of this shit. Correct. You know, Andre I, has a long history of minding his own damn business. I came in peace, and, and he was like, "I, I want to work with Drake." Right. Exactly. I want to work with all the people that you're talking shit about. And the the problem with Kanye, to me, the problem with Kanye is that he has gotten to such a point in his notoriety, in his in his fame. That he feels like when you work with him, when you elect to work with him, you've signed up for the whole Kanye experience. 
like a roller coaster. And if I have during this experience, us working together and collaborating, if I have emotional ups and downs, if I have, if I'm just in the mood to diss this nigga today or not diss this nigga tomorrow, you signed up for all that. That's, that's the impression I get from Kanye and people who have worked with Kanye in the past and that you just, he assumes that you have signed up for the whole experience and Andre to my knowledge, is not that kind of nigga. I'm good. I'm I am good on that. That little loop, that little loop de loop the roller coaster does here. I pass on that. Yeah. Just make the track go the other way. Yep. I ain't doing that. And it's in a way, it's kind of disrespectful to a fellow. I'm gonna say it, legend. Um. And that was the other thing about. Andre was that it, it brought up a lot of talk Anytime Andre shows up on a verse We have to have the goat talk um, Does Is Andre 3000 by himself Eligible for goat status Yes Yes The love below went diamond The love yeah. below <laughs> Which Which re- released in conjunction With another Outcast thing Went diamond Yeah He's eligible for GOAT status He's eligible for GOAT status Not just off of album sales We've never heard him miss for real Nah He's very good at what he does But it's also It also has to be annoying for him To hear people talking Talk talk uh, to, to hear people debate about Greatness and, and, and often Comparing him people and trying to figure out if, if he is the greatest or not that that has to be annoying for someone who seems very content with being an occasional participant uh, in music right now who seems very content with I have a body of work that I did work on that I enjoyed that defined me and now I just want to walk around New York and play the flute and, and tend to my garden and occasionally come out with some bars and then go back into my cave and to be honest, there's nothing really gained for him by coming back with an album. Absolutely not. There's nothing there. Everything to lose. There, it, it, because all we're going to do is tear it to pieces. You're going to open it to scrutiny. You're going to start comparing him to who's the greatest now. Is it, is it, is it 3000? Is it Drake? Is it Kendrick? Is it Cole? Is he greater than Jay-Z? Meanwhile, he's like, dude, I just want to put an album out and... And have y'all rock out to the shit. And we, we spend a lot of time and energy trying to compare them to other people when it actually serves. It, it serves no benefit Nothing. to anyone. What if we all finally agree? I asked this question to people a while ago. What if we all finally agree on one person as the greatest of all time? What happens after that? Nothing. 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 Because they all still have the bag. Right. Nothing happens after that. They've all, greatest or not, they've all obtained whatever bag they're going to obtain, with or without the goat discussions. Black Thought is acquiring and will continue and will continue to acquire whatever bag Jimmy Fallon has to offer. Yep. With or without us, we're still gonna buy goat or not. We're still gonna buy the the next the next mixtape. Goat or not, we're still going to listen to whatever feature he's on. 
doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But you can't tell the hip hop has that. Oh. oh, the heads, it all matters. It all matters. I come, have, from, come from the generation of heads. Have y'all noticed that there are no real winners in verses? <laughs> they just make money off of the heads talking about them? Listening and talking about it? I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying nobody's ever declared a winner in these things. For all the shit y'all talk. Well, the streets declared the locks the winners. <laughs> well, that's different. Okay, fair enough. Hit the locks get the air horns. <laughs> Specifically, J.D. Kiss. <laughs> he got to get to. Um, <clears throat> that's why I am nonplussed about. We talked about this last week, but I am nonplussed about Ja Rule and Fat Joe. I've already forgotten it. I, <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. I, I am I am nonplussed. I am not. It's not. I'm not watching that live. Sorry. Um, we can talk. We can talk about it afterwards. I ain't watching it live. You can talk about it. I'll talk about it. I'll, <laughs> I'll talk about it. I'll probably. I'll watch a hard 15 minutes. The only thing. The only thing I'm interested in about that versus is how they're going to divide up. New York I feel like they're gonna I feel like If they don't just Kind of Both do the song At the end Then I'm curious As to Who gets to use that As Cause it's a Ja Rule song But Ja Rule probably had The least interesting Verse on it Cause Ja Cause Joe Crashed him And Jada crashed them both so I'm just I'm interested in that. Other than that, I won't be <clears throat> I won't get out a lot of my time. I'm not paying attention to it at all. It's just it's another attempt to shift the narrative, the versus narrative back to New York. New York lost a long time ago. Sorry. Oh I said it. Oh the South has risen. Oh, oh. Prove me wrong. Oh, he said it. He said it. Um, on the twentieth anniversary of the Blueprint, we have to talk about Jay Z and Beyonce. So, Jay Z and Beyonce have done a Tiffany ad, or like a Tiffany a photo shoot for some Tiffany ads, yeah, or something. Um, okay. And a lot of people got upset about this. And most of the reason people got upset about this, because it's, it shouldn't be a surprise that Jay-Z would be doing shit like this. Because this is Jay-Z's entire brand. His entire brand is based around him being a hood nigga, uh, flourishing in largely white spaces. Um, so him doing Tiffany's should not come as a shock to anyone. I think most of the drama is that he he pulls Beyonce into these things. And even then. I feel like it doesn't happen without Beyonce in it. <laughs> so being honest, I mean, who's the draw here? Right. Uh, we're not going to see a Tiffany's ad with just Jay-Z in it. Sorry. It's okay. Fair enough. And every photo I saw had Beyonce front and center with it. Front and center. Fair enough. I think what was also lost on it was that the proceeds from this are going to benefit HBCUs. 
but people are still mad. What? Well, yeah, you're right. Because there's not going to be a, there's not going to be a, if Beyonce has to be involved in this, there's not going to be an aspect that doesn't benefit the community. Right. Um, if I'm going to do this, somebody's got to go to college. Um, which is fair considering that Tiffany's are largely blood diamonds mm-hmm. and conflict materials, which I think is one of the other parts that has people stirred up uh, for this being problematic. Again, Jay-Z has never really had a stance on any of that. Well, he did a song with Kanye. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. Diamonds Sierra. from Sierra He did do Sierra, Sierra Leone. Leone. Yeah. But... Yeah, but even then, that verse wasn't didn't really take a hard stance on anything. Yeah. Um, and of course, Beyonce wearing the yellow diamond um, probably wasn't. It was a great look for Tiffany's. Uh, probably wasn't a good look for the brand. But even then, my problem is y'all can be as mad at Beyonce as y'all want to. Y'all still buying the next album? The people that are mad about the ad aren't. Tiffany's customers anyway so, Correct So let them take these white people's money And put it into HBCU scholarships And y'all can still complain all live long day about Yeah um, An ad for some shit that y'all never fucked with to begin with Are y'all mad at uh, Jay-Z still appropriating Basquiat <laughs> And his art And every them, goddamn thing Them Basquiat people are mad Good They ought to be They ought to whoop his ass on sight Like bro Can y'all Can, can, can you keep his name out your mouth, dude. I, he and he wants to be that so badly. I know we're gonna get a bunch of shit. You know, y'all, y'all always stomping on Hove. No, fuck. believe me, we stomp on Nasworth. It's cool. Jay Z is whack. <laughs> Jay Z hasn't been a good rapper for years. My name is Damien, and I said it. Be going, son. Come for me. Oh man, bring your daggers, but. You know, place them over there. Beyonce is the best rapper in that house. <laughs> <laughs> Prove me wrong. Oh man! <laughs> put her, put her best, put her best verse up against black entrepreneurs. <laughs> oh, I could put a, a, a Photoshop trash can against black entrepreneur, <laughs> and that shit is still slapped. That was a terrible song. Oh, that was horrible. Pharrell ought to be ashamed of himself. <laughs> Pharrell ought to be ashamed of himself. That was like an LLC Twitter auto generator <laughs> or something. <laughs> LLC Twitter had a soundboard and <laughs> Black Entrepreneur came out of it. Oh, not auto generate. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I don't. As far as the brand for Jay Z, it, it again it doesn't happen without Beyonce. But Jay Z doesn't really stand to lose much on this. Uh, and Beyonce, the only reason she doesn't stand to lose much is we go we go fuck with her regardless. Right? Y'all still y'all talking about hypercapitalism? Y'all still gonna run out and buy Ivy Park? The one hundo. The second it drops. One hundo. Man, I try. Man, well, I'll tell you. I 
I tried to buy. I, I tried to buy a little uh, an Ivy Park gift for Tristan one time, and fam. You don't even bother. Don't even log on to the web. That shit. That that shit is harder to get than a PS Five. Hey, that shit is hard to get to the PS Five. You have to stick. Like I don't under. And by the way, I don't understand you people. You people that have made a living out of like hunting PS Fives and shit. You can't go to work. Well, you you couldn't go to my job. <laughs> Just you just got to be on point, and you just got to be you just got to be pushing refresh all day, ready for the mm-hmm. restock that lasts all of thirty seconds. Yeah, there's no difference. PS fives and Ivy Park, bro. I, I don't understand. I feel bad for those people. I have a PS five. He does have a PS five. It's true, and they they they've shown off. They they start showing off some games that people actually give a fuck about. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I will end up copying one. At Spider-Man 2 and at Wolverine. Oh, boy. Spider-Man 2, fam. Yeah. Yes, Tony Todd is Venom. Oh. Now I'm intrigued. Now they had had my curiosity. Now they have my attention. (laughs) Tony Todd, the god? Mm. Come on, man. Mm. If you don't know who, also if you don't know who Tony Todd is, I'm going to give you an opportunity at this moment to go ahead and Google that. And uh, get your life together. Um, yeah, Tony Todd is going to be the voice of Venom, I believe. I might even get my own. I might. Either well, either him or Craven. We don't. Know, I don't know which one that was. I think that was Craven talking the most at the beginning. I think yeah. that was Craven. Yeah. Either way, I'm in. I'm yeah. I'll say I'm sold. If y'all got Tony Todd on this bitch at all, I'm sold. I might get the God of War game. They sold me on the preview, fam. Y'all got to shut the fuck up about Fat Thor. Y'all have to shut the fuck up. First of all, that's a real lifter right there. That's the body of a real lifter. God of War Thor looked like he gonna learn Kratos' ass a good one. <laughs> Fam, he looked like he gonna take Kratos' ass out to the woodshed, my nigga. Yeah. That Thor looked like he ain't fucking around. Like, that hammer is secondary. <laughs> These He'll- hands are primary. <laughs> <laughs> That is the name of this episode. These heads are primary. We might be able to get a shirt out of that, actually. Um, fall merch coming soon. Coming very soon. Um, yeah. Fat Thor. Fam. Everybody talking about, oh, Thor, oh, Thor look out of shape. No, fuck that. Chris Hemsworth looks like... Chris Hemsworth looks like... Fad dieting. <laughs> Fat Thor looks like real lifting. You ain't never seen a power lifter at the Olympics built like Chris Hemsworth. No. Never. They look like the mountain from Game of Thrones. Shit, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fat Thor looked like he Fat Thor looked like he about to rock the shit out of Kratos. Are you fucking serious? Also, Kratos on the little outfit upgrade. Look like he got the look like he got the fine look like he got the finest leathers rainbow hat to offer. <laughs> Fam, get the boy. God of War two look hard than the motherfucker. It looked like man that looks that looks like fifty hours worth of skippity paps in gameplay. 
Oh, that is a smorgasbord of skippity paps. Fuck out of here. I'm cop. Yeah, I'm getting a five. I'm, I've talked myself into it in this conversation right here. I was getting a five. <laughs> Fuck the bullshit. I was going to get myself a new surface. I was getting a five. Um, so, slightly more depressing news. Another 12 year old victim has spoken up against Africa Bombada. Um, the saga of Africa Bombada and hip hop's worst kept secret continues. For those of you that, that are not uh, well tuned into hip hop, uh, Africa Bombada, one of one of hip hop's basically forefathers at this point, uh, one of the, one of the remaining living just originators in hip hop. Um, it has been a long. It has been long accusatory. But it has been long known that Africa Mabada been out here grooming and fucking little boys. It's been known for a while. That is one of the worst kept secrets ever in hip hop. Uh, right behind Russell. Russell Simmons? Russell Simmons? Russell Simmons. Correct. Where is he? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That motherfucker got to pull. That motherfucker got to pull to stay gone. He. I'm telling you, he is hip hop's. Um, what's that director's name? Roman Polanski. He is hip hop's Roman Polanski. He gonna be gone and stay gone for the foreseeable future. You will see him. You you will see him on a Zoom meeting with a rush card in his hand once in a blue moon. Get the fuck out of here, man. Russell showed up on Drink Champs. Uh, what's his name? Mark Lamont Hill blew the whistle about it. Mm-hmm. We ain't never seen that motherfucker again. They said me too, and he said not me. Not me. <laughs> Show motherfucking did it got his ass out of dodge. Um, Africa Bombada, on the other hand, Africa Bombada is a little more accessible, but he has benefited from the old guard of hip hop caping for him relentlessly. We had to get KRS One the fuck out of here because he was leading the charge, caping for this motherfucker. Fucking Chris. man, god damn it, Chris. The fuck is wrong with you? That's what old dudes do though, man. They It's true. If it's not happening currently and it's not happening in their world, it's all just old shit to them. Why y'all bringing up old shit? Old folks got that bad. If it's not a fond memory of some shit, it's always why y'all bringing up old shit. And the caping and the low key caping over the years for Africa Bambada is every reason that I don't take the modern day hip hop head seriously when they when when they wax poetic about how it used to be because it wasn't because it was only like that for you motherfuckers because y'all are because y'all are men mm-hmm. and even then y'all were men of a certain age that could defend yourself. And we're not susceptible to grooming. Even though I think low key some of you motherfuckers are. Some of you motherfuckers are being groomed to be exactly what these motherfuckers want you to be, which is out here caping for them. And uh, y'all y'all just don't fucking realize it. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. Cause you motherfuckers be ready, be ready with at a with a hair trigger 
to say some shit about Chloe Bailey. Oh God, this week they they made me sick. Y'all were ready with a hair trigger to say some shit about Chloe Bailey and her being too sexual for her quote unquote young fan base. Fuck off. Because I am just old enough to remember that you mother that you motherfuckers were perfectly okay with Belle Biv DeVoe out here saying backstage and underage. Adolescent, how you doing? Speak on it, son. Y'all, I'm just <clears throat> I am just old enough. I am just firmly in that generation that remembers what the Scream Tour was really like. Trey Songs, Marcus Houston, Chris Brown. All of B2K been dry rating on young girls for years with complete impunity. Those weren't they weren't checking IDs when they brought them little girls on stage. Fuck y'all. Y'all ain't have shit to say about that. Y'all still ain't got shit to say about it with Marcus Houston dating a, dating some chick he met when he when she was sixteen. I'm just saying y'all y'all don't really have y'all don't really have a leg to stand on talking about. Um. Young women being impressionable to young girls when you're sticking your fingers up twelve year old boys' booties, y'all. Be going, son. I'm just saying. What the <laughs> fuck? Or what? Like what the fuck are we talking about here? Young fan base. Are you kidding me? Unfortunately, y'all are trying to fuck your young fan base. Well, actually, they may not even be fans. Fam, Chris Stokes been out here not only fucking his young, not only fucking the young fan base. He been fucking the he been fucking the people that the young fan base is fans of. With impunity, y'all didn't give a fuck when that Millennium Tour came up. Oh well, fuck. Oh well, fuck Rasby. Oh well, that I guess that nigga, I guess that nigga just ain't coming. I got my ticket though. The fuck is wrong with y'all? Shout out to Chloe Bailey and her new video. Fam, she she's trying to get that Beyonce that that Beyonce uh, air horns, bro. All air horns. Yeah, even had Tina Knowles in the video, so you know what kind of trajectory she's on now. Fam, the Half Mercy video about a about a chick so about a chick so fine she turned niggas to stone. I'm I'm on board. <laughs> it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make, fam. <laughs> Look, Chloe Bailey has firmly cinched her top three status in the Thirst Trap Power Rankings. Oh wow. The Thirst Trap Power Rankings. This is a this is all this is kind of an aggregate of like your social media following, your videos, social media whatever have you and there's a very there's a this is a rarefied air to be a part of even in the 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 social media era where everybody's thirst trapping everybody's out here thirst trapping but there are only a few that really have the art of thirst trapping down to such a science that there is no one out here comparable speak on the sun who is it My top three in the Thirst Trap Power Rankings consists of number three, Ari Lennox. Okay. Ari Lennox, and this is the reason, and this is the reason, Ari Lennox was already fine when she was thick. You know, she was, you know, she was just in shape, but like still round away girl thick. Shea Butter Baby is a great example of this. Mm-hmm. 
Then she got in the gym. I mean, hardcore got in the gym, dedicated, uh, dedicated plan for like three months. Seems like it happened overnight. Then she got IG baddie fine and never looked the fuck back. We ain't seen a we haven't seen a picture of her since without her thigh out. Not a one. And we ain't and we ain't mad at it. Have you seen the new pressure video? I have not. Fam, she just dropped this shit. Pressure is legit. Ari Lennox is easily number three. When we have when we talk about thirst traps, and she deleted a lot of her shit. Don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> you probably got the screenshots. <laughs> I do. <laughs> that man went to man went to panic mode when they announced OnlyFans was going down. Oh boy, it was a, it was a rough time. It was a rough time. It was a little stressful. Ari Lennox is definitely always going to be a, is always going to be a social media contender in the thirst trap Olympics, and y'all can't find somebody else who who deserves to be there. That's why number two, as of right now, as of this week, in the thirst trap power rankings, uh, Ari Lennox is number three. Number two, ladies and gentlemen, I got to give it to Jordan Woods. Oh. Jordan Woods is one of the thirst trappiest thirst trap chicks I have ever seen on the fucking internet. Fuck what you heard. And she got a dude. And got a dude. No one gives a shit. <laughs> and even and even her that nigga is the young version of how Courtney B Vance is <laughs> with Angela Bassett. Yeah. Y'all get y'all get off because he had to, he had to say recently y'all get off my woman's nuts. It's all natural. It's all natural. I've held it all in my hands. Jordan Woods be fully dressed, head to toe, nothing out, and still thirst trapping the shit out of your fave. Thirst trapping the living shit out of your face. I watched an episode of Cribs with the sound off. I was doing something. I was. I had picture in picture, so I was playing Call of Duty. By the way, Ari Lennox is showing a lot of thigh and hip. All hips and thighs, Ari Lennox. I see it getting her hype Williams on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Courtney Salt to be doing that. So... Jordan Woods was fully dressed head to toe. Did not take my eyes off of her, nor her mother. <laughs> Elizabeth Woods, bad too. <laughs> Ain't nobody really seeing Jordan out here. And Jordan, and then what fucks me up is that Jordan is an example of somebody going through the Captain America machine. Didn't have shit done, but just got in the gym. She wore a skin-tight money suit. Fam! That's dressed for Jordan. (laughs) Easily number two in the Thirst Trap Power Rankings. And then, 
got to, and then got the nerve when it's time to when when it's time to let the people let people know them things be thinging. It's all next level. That's no, that's why Jordan Woods is number two right now, as of this week, particularly in the thirst trap power rankings. And the number one easily, thanks to this video, is Chloe Bailey. Chloe Chloe Bailey wa- Chloe Bailey wanted y'all to know what type of time she on right now. It's all sexual, fam. She's there like, wasn't a moment in this video when that thing wasn't thinking. She's like her, her little sister can go to the Little Mermaid. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you about this. I, I was sure this was going to come up. So I guess she's Illuminati now, and she's officially sold her soul. Somebody said Chloe Bailey's Illuminati. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's in that. Now that she's in that Knowles machine, you know. Ah, uh, but she, but tech, but really, she always been the Knowles machine. Y'all say it was an Illuminati offering and. The only way that a young, attractive woman with singing with vocal talent could be successful in this world, apparently, apparently is, is if you sell your soul. Is if you sell your soul. Um, I, no, no. I, the trajectory was already there. Um, I think this is her breaking out of that a little bit. This is taking this is, because honestly, if we really look at. Everything up till now, thirst traps included. This is just kind of a this is an evolved form of what Chloe Bailey was already trying to manage our expectations for. When when everybody got mad when she was in the when she did the little thirst trap joining the bedroom with them shorts on and shit. This was just this is just this is exactly the point that she was managing our expectations for. I still want to know who was mad. I'm still trying to figure this out. I'm trying to figure this out. And these are the the Kevin Samuels niggas. I you know, I, did, I answered my own question. The Kevin Samuels niggas. I've I've taken an informal poll before, and 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 this this may seem a little out of character for me. There there are two universal things that everybody likes: male or female, straight or queer. No matter where you fall on the spectrum, everybody likes ass. Everyone. Everybody likes titties. Everyone. Titty shirts are on sale. Everybody likes titties. That should be a design. I think we're good. Wait, what, what is? Everybody likes titties. Everybody does like titties. As a matter of fact, um, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this on the fly, and we'll talk about it um, off air, but... Um, we should go ahead and do a a, a a a sale on certain items. Let's go. Certain uh, spring summer items. Since we since we're gonna since we're, we're gonna work on the new line. I, I say that in favor of you know, or in protest of Texas's assault on reproductive rights. I think all Teddy's merchandise should be on sale. God damn it! Hit us with the air horns. <laughs> we said it. Uh, it'll be so Monday morning. All right, we'll make it so Monday morning. We'll talk about it off air. Um, we're gonna reduce it. We're gonna reduce the price on all this shit. Um, Monday morning. Uh, I know. I know a sale just ended. Fuck that shit. <laughs> we got a new line coming soon. 
um, maybe the first shirt will be ready on my birthday. Oh. The first shirt in the new fall line of merch will be ready on my birthday, which is September 22nd. Let's go. As a matter of fact, um, actually, I'm going to do this just in Houston. There will be cho- I, I will invite a, a choice few people somewhere. You have to have a special code. Or you will get the you will get the special code invite or whatever. Something like that. And they will be vaxxed people. So don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um you will get that and um I don't know, we'll get drunk together. I'll figure something out. All right. I'm saying it now, week and a half out. We're gonna do it big. I'm gonna get my hair retwisted and show my ass. Oh shit. Um this nigga said he's getting the hair retwisted. Watch out! <laughs> <laughs> you know that you you know what the with, with the lock people when 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 we get the retwist when we get the fresh wash yeah. and retwist. I got my first I got my first retwist and let me tell you something. There's just it just it feels so good after you have done everything to maintain your hair to not getting wet mm-hmm. and you know not having any you know. Alien elements or particles in it. I man, I have bruh, I'm gonna talk about this later. I've just bought satin pillowcases. Shit like that. Yeah. I'm used to I'm used to that, you know, for the ladies. I buy I buy set you know, I'll give the lady satin pillows, satin pillowcase so she can fall asleep on her bed properly without having to wrap her hair. It's a whole process. And so when somebody wants to wash that shit. When you go in and make an appointment, to, it's like going to the fucking spa. That's why I say I don't understand why niggas go to the strip club. Oh, that's right, because everyone likes ass and titties. Um, so, yeah. Um, a strange twist, a strange pivot from Chloe Bailey and the Thirst Trap Power Rankings. That's gonna be. Yeah, that's gonna end up being an ongoing thing. I think on my part. That's gonna be. <laughs> that sounds about right. There are gonna be charts and graphs, <laughs> PowerPoint presentations. She should not have let me sign up for Canva Pro. Um. So, Umar Johnson. Oh, our old friend. Umar Umar Jermaine Shoemaker Johnson has gotten married. <laughs> No, no air horns. Nope. No, no, we're not. No. <laughs> not only has Umar Johnson gotten married, he has gotten married to two women simultaneously. This is if you had Umar Johnson having sister wives on your 2021 bingo. Proceed to your board now. Yeah, you you skipped to the, you made it to the final round. <laughs> what the fuck? Tim the People's Critic said that's the only way he's going to have a two income household. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything better than that. <laughs> Give him another air <laughs> Shit! Oh my god. <laughs> Oh man, it it is a fucking mess out here, bro. Yeah. I, just the video I saw. This nigga. First of all, this nigga was talking about it. 
You want to talk about manifesting? This is what he was talking about on his little program. I don't want two wives. I will have two wives. I don't want two wives. I will have two wives. I don't want two wives. I will have two wives. He has to say everything three times because this nigga is Hotep Candyman. <laughs> this nigga said it and and somehow manifested this shit into fruition because this nigga showed up at the altar. It looked like he was at a fucking carnival at first. It looked like it, the, the little altar he's at where he's supposed to wait for his brother. It looked like he was. It looked like he was waiting to get on the Ferris wheel. It looked like he just showed up when somebody else's event let out. <laughs> <laughs> this, I couldn't tell if the band was setting up or breaking down. Or breaking, my mom said the same shit. He was. She was like, "Where the fuck is the band? And what the fuck have they been doing? Those drums don't look played." <laughs> <laughs> it looked like he just he just wedding he just crashed somebody's wedding and got a photo opportunity in because they recognized him from the internet. That's what it that looks sounds like. like. That's that's exactly what that shit sounds like. Probably like, hey, bro, y'all take your time breaking that shit down, man. But they have an actual, um, they have a little video of him getting on a knee and putting a ring on a on a chick's finger. Um. But I don't see anybody there that was officiating. Nope. Like, I don't see anybody that, like, if anybody has information on this, I would love to know who there was licensed. Because he, he had to just know a nigga on the, yeah. just know a nigga that got their license off the internet. Because you can get that shit off the internet for like 20 bucks now. It doesn't take any time at all. You, you you do like three true or false questions, and you get, and you're certified, and you just print that shit out. I'm pretty sure my old boss at the bookstore is is ordained by the state of Texas. I wonder if they're all moving into his mom's basement though. <laughs> first of all, he's moving. First of all, he is moving. To where they live Because we all know <laughs> This is the most con- This is the world's Most conscious Hobosexual Yeah he's moving Yeah he's moving In with them It's temporary It's temporary Until he gets Until he gets back On his feet Or until the Or until the Settlement check comes Or whatever What You know what, Whatever Fuck nigga excuse he has He better not get Anybody pregnant <laughs> Absolutely That's night one this is, you know what? This would be better than Married at First Sight at this point. Woo. Married at First Sight got ugly fast. This nigga can't afford anybody's child support. <laughs> he can't afford self support. <laughs> I'm telling you. And yes, Married at First Sight got ugly. Oh, this shit got yes. ugly fast. They broke Johnny. Johnny. Hey. They broke him. <clears throat> I, st- I I really don't see what Johnny's problem is though. Man, he heard he heard that girl don't wash her ass, and he ain't been right since. That, that that'll do it. <laughs> he, heard, he heard that girl go, come from the gym, don't wash her ass, and go to bed. Yeah. and he ain't been right ever since. He ain't ne- damn, I ain't never getting no pussy. I just keep seeing that arrested development line. I think I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> Everybody's reaching that moment, and it's week two. Yeah, that's what I keep forgetting. Like for us, it's like episode six. It's episode six. These niggas been. This is day ten for them, right? <laughs> and they broke him. He was at the Johnny was at the guys' meeting. They it, it, he realized it broke him. 
Look. He ran to the bathroom to cry. Yeah. He did a confessional outside while they were talking. <laughs> Crying. Yes. Hey, Zach's right behind him. Oh, Zach's next. Zach's right behind him. Her home his homeboy couldn't believe this shit. His homeboy was like, Oh, I know you've been in that pussy. Yeah, man. Hey, so nah, that ain't it, fam. What you mean? <laughs> Bro, I went to I I went to drop this dog off. I fell asleep in my house. This bitch left a bunch of messages, broke some shit, and moved out in eight hours. My nigga, <laughs> that nigga couldn't believe it. A more accurate is that nigga couldn't believe that Zach couldn't believe it. Yeah, cause. Anybody with a pussy is that good is unstable. I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna say I'm saying it on this program. Okay. There is a certain grade of pussy that comes with a degree of instability. But he was man. He was kind of. He I, fucked up a little bit. He fucked up he a little did, bit. Not yeah. not uh, not keeping her in the loop and not communicating. Because women can deal with anything as long as you don't have. They always say, "I my cousin, my cousin is going through some shit." He's twenty nine. Oh, he ain't going through shit, man. He's going through a little bit of shit with his with with his wife. Um, they're kind of beefing a little bit, and I was talking to him, and what he didn't understand what I was telling him, women, women will work with you. On anything As long as And I quote You don't have them out here looking crazy In Michaela's mind Mm -hmm. Though she is insane In Michaela's mind For us It's day two Yeah We have a lot of catching up to do I haven't gotten my dopamine Because COVID fucked this shit up and you got me on TV looking crazy because you just ran off and didn't say shit to me on TV. The communication we don't look solid as a unit right now. We ain't a unit. We're not a fucking. It's day two. They, yeah, they spent two days together, maybe. And but but for him, that's why I'm like he's already written her completely off of shit. Yeah, like bro, just. Like accept the accept the apology and move on. Like you don't y'all don't even know each other yet. I understand where he's coming from because he feels like if 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 she can lose her shit over that, what happens when we're having the real talks? Yeah. I get it, but I think you can. I, like even then, there are like you don't have strikes. Everybody's got strikes. Oh, I forgot. He's he's not thirty. No. Oh, them twenty year olds. Oh, yeah, that's God. what I'm saying, man. They all they got is one strike in them. I forgot. Mm. All anybody under twenty, all they got is one strike in them, and they've dismissed it and they've written it off because that's what they've been doing for their whole twenties. This reminds me of my last relationship. This bitch smokes. Clo- this bitch smokes clothes. Oh, that's strike. That's oh, that's it. I'm out. It's just shit that don't matter. Oh this you know, oh this nigga this nigga got his part on the wrong side of his head. I'm out. Just remember your dumb ass got married at first sight on television. So to a stranger 
put together with you by producers. And basically, you just got just is what eight weeks? Eight weeks. Eight weeks, man. Eight weeks. Stuck it out for eight weeks. And if, and if at the end of eight weeks it ain't it ain't popping, just be like, I'm out. I'm telling you, he's not thugging it out for eight weeks. Gil, Gil got got. <laughs> Actually, we I we know somebody in the same firehouse as him. Really, we'll talk about that. We'll talk okay. about that later. I know, we know somebody that um, he's a fireman. And they they're in the same firehouse or whatever they call them, huh. precinct or whatever together. Um. Yeah, he he didn't talk. And apparently, he didn't talk much to the 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 cohorts about the show. Like that, they didn't find out until they found out. I mean, I wouldn't either. I'm sure there was an, there was there was an NDA, and you know? oh yeah, that's too that's that's true too. You know, um, I think he follows opinions while black now. Actually, Gil, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's retweeted us a couple times. I think he follows us. Oh shit. Um, hey Gil, <laughs> I know this show is probably over by now, man. We feel you, bro. You got got. Yeah, I, got I don't give a fuck. I let me tell you, I don't give a fuck what the rest of the internet says. Having said that, I get their point that there was a little bit of condescension on Gil's part about Merla's spending. However. I've never met a grown human being that doesn't know how much they spend on groceries in a month. I I don't understand that. Like budgeting just didn't compute to her. And I'm not saying and I'm not saying that makes her one way or the other, but that's a concern when the whole point of marriage is planning for the future. Yeah. We have to budget something. If I'm budgeting and, and people talk bad about him because he didn't have a big savings. Fam, he's a firefighter. We know what the firefighter budget is in Houston. And we know, but we also know they got pension. That man, and I learned this from a source, that man's from the military. Mm-hmm. And he got military money. He's good. Yeah, Y'all get off that man's nuts. He's good. He's sending that shit home too. Listen, y'all be all right. Listen, I you know so y'all pull up y'all savings accounts. I, I, hello, hello. I, none of y'all, none of y'all sign up for a savings account when y'all open up y'all checking. Mm. I know y'all don't. Mm. I know y'all don't. And they ask too, especially in the especially at the black branches. You know, I'm always about planning for the future, mm-hmm. and you just pass, and you you feel good about this little uh, about this little IRS refund. You put all that shit in checking. I know y'all. I know y'all. Y'all ain't slick. Y'all ain't doing that much better than Gil. So shut the fuck up. I'm not doing a whole rant on Mary the first sight this week. I bet the box is whack, Gil. Fam, guaranteed. I bet it is. Lazy, she lazy. She let Pillow Princess all the live long day. It's out of character for me to say that, but I believe it's true. Pillow Princess all the live long day. Merla is. I I know she is. I think Rachel should get as much as she can out of Jose before he he finally comes out. <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> 
Rachel, I, I was surprised at Rachel in those jeans. Uh, Rachel looked good. I say that. Rachel does look good. Um, um, but she better get as much as she can out of him. Yeah, he, man. I, before he know, reveals a terrible secret. Correct. Correct. And they, and and uh, you know we don't even. Uh, there nothing needs to be said about Brett and Ryan other than. <laughs> Um, I'm sure they're going to have a great season of couples cam or whatever spinoff because they're going to be the only they're going to be the only couple that like works <laughs> at the end of this. Um, Y'all still got me watching this dumb shit. <laughs> How many episodes do they have? Um, let's see. Uh, Are we halfway through the season yet? I think we're almost halfway. Okay, I think we're almost halfway. Like uh, um, the last, like the last season went pretty fast. Um, they had like a mid-season trailer, but then it was like it was just like four episodes left or something. Okay. Um, and they're all two hours long, so they just so they just stretch a lot of shit. That out. is true. Yeah, that, two hour episodes. You can't have too many episodes of that. Um, Usher, Usher is hosting a game show. Is going to be hosting a game show with, I believe, Priyanka Chopra. Which is the strangest pairing to host anything. Hmm. Um, Who's available? <laughs> Usher and the chick from Quantico. <laughs> strangest pairing I've ever heard of. Uh, the, the, actually, let me stop complaining about seeing more of Priyanka Chopra on TV. Yeah. Um, they're going to be hosting a game show called like The Activist or some shit. Where basically um, social media activists and influencers... Um, come up with their own social media campaigns and are judged based on. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's is is. First of all, the critiques are based on a bunch of bullshit, and Usher and Priyanka Chopra are part are part of the judging team. Which who the fuck said Usher was what should be judging an activism campaign? Is spreading herpes a form of activism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking that. It is not. Okay. It is not. I don't un- like. And and apparently the winner gets to go to like G20. And and whatever their pet cause is, get to lobby for their pet cause in front of the world or some shit. So it's dumb. So they've officially commercialized. Activism. That's what it sounds like. Gil Scott Heron didn't die for this shit. Then it, it was a nigga on on Twitter said, "Do they do they win a blue vest? Yeah, do they win a blue vest? I bet they do. I bet DeRay McKesson is going to make an appearance. You know, Sean King is threatening to sue. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's been trying to do this whole time, fam. Let's see." Usher, Priyanka, Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Okay, she did marry a Jonas brother. Um, Dan- and Dancing with the Stars vet Julianne Hoff are all on board to co-host the five-week reality series, which will premiere on Friday, October 22nd uh, on CBS, simultaneously available to stream live and on demand on Paramount+. Plus. Bro, Paramount Plus got to get their shit together. They are just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. Per deadline, this is what they say. The Activist is a competition series that features six inspiring activists teamed with three high-profile public figures working together to bring meaningful change 
to one of three vitally important world causes, health, education, and environment. So it's already like, it's already the activism version of The Voice. Um, Activists go head-to-head in challenges to promote their causes with success measured by online engagement, social metrics, and host input. In host input, why do I give a fuck what Usher has to say about my hashtag campaign? Worse yet, why do I give a fuck what the chick from Quantico has to say about my fucking hashtag campaign? Or the chick, or the chick with the stars, bro. The most successful thing she's ever done is Footloose, the remake. Wow, fam, what? Wait, there's more. Come on, man. The three uh, the three teams have one ultimate goal: to create mo- uh, impactful movements that amplify their message, drive action, and advance them to the G20 summit in Rome, Italy. There, they will meet with world leaders in the hope of securing funding and awareness for their causes. The team that receives the largest commitment is celebrated as the overall winner of the fin- at the finale which will also feature musical performances by some of the world's most passionate artists. John Legend. John Legend going to be there. (laughs) (laughs) We already know, fam. What the fuck? So basically, you're taking reality show stars and putting them in front of world leaders because that's worked so well for us recently. Fam, this is the most... What kind of tone-deaf-ass shit? This this is why no one... This is why people have stopped taking... BLM seriously. I this I don't want to live in America anymore, man. I don't. So that means so that means people got to get the most the most engagement. So they gotta they gotta go they gotta go find where the protests are and uh, jump in front of the jump in front of the pepper spray. Yeah, I I, I don't want to be here anymore. Man. I'm I fam. I want, you know they're gonna have a contest. You know Sean King gonna show up as a guest and they're gonna have a contest to see who can. Uh, who can use the who can use the funds in the in the most frivolous way? You know, BLM is about to be sponsored by like Murray's pomade or some shit. <laughs> Man, who can get arrested the fastest at the protest and shit? Man, get the fuck out of here! The, the oppression Olympics are are a fast are getting literal. Yeah, it's the Hunger Games for clout chasing activists. Wow. This is crazy. This is actually the worst idea I've ever heard. I mean, it's CBS, so they would be the ones to come up with this shit. Paramount Plus got to get their shit together. Because at some point, I'm going to stop watching Star Trek Discovery. And I'll be left with this bullshit. Well, they got a lot of real world on there. I'll probably watch that. Um, Another, uh, another quick one before we go to break. Um... Raven Simone has a has a show coming up called Raven's Home, and uh, she she basically said she basically said she said no to uh, to the the studio. She didn't want to make her character a lesbian, even though she is one. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. The representation would be awesome. And apparently this is an upgrade from like this is a continuation of that so Raven. 
um, like, <laughs> which is weird to me because wasn't the wasn't the premise of Raven of that so Raven like she was a psychic or some shit? I don't know. I was. I think I was too old for that show. Okay. Yeah, I think the point was that like she was like psychic, and that she would see some, that she she would the, the, like she would see some shit happen to Auntie and like I love Lucy level antics mm. would would ensue her okay. trying to stop it. But this is like her grown up, and they say it's like she's like divorced, divorced, raising her kids mm. with her white girl sidekick, and. Apparently she turned down the opportunity um for Raven the character Raven to be uh lesbian. Well, if if you're not confident with your studio's ability to write that character, then I I, I would imagine it's easier to take the safe route of of not having to butcher it. Correct. Yeah. Oh wait, wait, okay. So I was looking. I have a I have a quote here now. So we so we know what happened. You know what? There was a conversation before the series started, and I asked the question, would you like Raven Baxter to be a lesbian? And I said no. Um, and the reason I said no wasn't because I wasn't proud of who I was or I didn't want to represent the LGBTQ uh, community in any way. It was because Raven Baxter is Raven Baxter. Is Raven Baxter. That, And I get that, too. There was no reason, there was no reason for me to change the human that she was in order to fit the actress that played her. That makes sense. And that's a character that I was proud to play, even if she's straight, cisgender, I don't mind. Let her have her moment. She was divorced, though, and I have no worries about saying no boyfriends on the show. Okay. All fair. So we we, we don't we didn't know what his, her sexuality was in the in the original series. Exactly. And there's no reason for yeah. us to have any yeah. there's no reason to have any of that now. That makes sense. I can I can I can rock with that. There's no reason to be shoehorning your politics into some shit. Right. Um I call it the Denzel special because <laughs> Denzel man the equalizer two was just murder and then all of a sudden it, it, well the equalizer was just murder and then equalizer two was like him teaching Ashton what's his name about you know respectability politics like making him read between the world and me yes I, I never the most condescending moment in this movie that I enjoyed was him handing him the book and trying to qualify if he could read going what does that say read out loud it made him read the title and the and Tanae's Coates' name out loud like he what the fuck? Come on, Denzel. God damn. Hey, man, sometimes you got to make sure these niggas can read, though. I, and I get it, because white people put their politics into everything, too. And, you know, we it's okay to have representation that stands for something. But that's not what we signed up for with the Equalizer, bro. Yeah, he could have spent that time killing people. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's like Liam. That, that's like Liam Neeson all of a sudden deciding that he's gonna be that he's gonna be anti-Trump and 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 go after fucking Rudy Giuliani in the middle of the night or some shit. I don't know. Like that's so weird. I'd pay to see that though. I would. I would. Yeah. <laughs> I would. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. Brian Mills or whatever his name is has a list. And he's just gonna and he's just gonna turn the tide of the election all by himself because because his his wife is dead and his 
Oh, that's insensitive because his wife is dead in real life. And his daughter, his daughter has a happy. Anyway, anyway, it, it, it'd be a bit dark. It, it got super dark because you know Taken is basically Batman. Anyway, um, it is. It's Batman. It's it, it's literally what's crazy is that it's Batman played by Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> That's what's funny. Um, I guess before it gets too dark and you know I start drinking straight, this is a good place to go ahead and take a break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Sober Conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I'm going straight on clear liquor this week. All right. Let's uh, pace ourselves. Slow. Sips. My clear liquor this week is water. Amen. I, I got to. Amen. He, he, he's been showing restraint and abstaining. Well, he got he got to get himself. He got to get himself right. Randall is, Randall has been proudly taking breaks. Before you do that, though, I I went kind of hard on Friday. So I'm, oh, okay, I'm, fair enough. I'm uh, at my advanced age. I have to take these things in moderation. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I keep saying one of these days I'm going to take a break, but it never rolls around to <laughs> recording time. <laughs> um. So, actually, we're going to call this a special. Not really a special because. I don't do uh, real life stories enough. Um, episode of White People Must Be Stopped. Oh. This is why I don't fuck with white people. On a special episode of So <laughs> Black. So, at my job, um, my boss uh, is a white dude. A cool white dude, mind you, but a white dude nonetheless. I get the feeling that he was definitely his name. I I get the feeling that in high school he was he was he was white Mike. Mm. Yeah, every high school had had white Mike. Yeah, Gary um, Owens. Yeah, right, 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 correct. And was just funny enough uh, to pull black girls. <laughs> um, so my boss one day we're sitting and this is close to the end of the day. It's the last hour of the day. Um, and we're both just sitting there and a customer comes in customer who happens to be a police officer. Um, just to give you a description, she is I now I could have met. She was hot. She was like, she was a hard, like five, six, um, definitely works out a lot. Muscular shoulders, particular, um, and you know we helped her, and was she was on her way. She definitely looked like she takes the twelve a.m. the 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 ten a.m. and twelve p.m. CrossFit classes. Mm. Um, now I'm thinking, God damn, she was looking kind of right. My boss, um, who is a professional and has a lady at home and respects that, he goes. So for her to be a police officer, I always want to ask, 
she's so that because she looks no more than like 110 pounds soaking wet he says i wonder what happens when i want to ask her what happens when she comes up against a guy like oz like I'm sure she can handle herself and she looks like she works out and this, that, and the third. And I was like, they, I, you know, they take self-defense and they, you know, they know the moves, they have the holds and all that shit. Yeah. But all of that is cool. But what happens when, I wonder what happens when she comes up against a guy like Oz, like Oz's, like Oz's size. Three, three times her size. And immediately I said to myself, she got to shoot you. I don't wonder. I do not wonder. <laughs> I don't wonder at all. I don't wonder. She got to shoot your big ass. Exactly. Exactly. This is the thing. These are the things that white people don't think about. That big black niggas think about all the time. <laughs> because he, because he, my, my boss knows that I once upon a time had done security, um, which is probably which is probably what prompted this really. But he didn't think about that part. See, big niggas think about this all the time. And I know big niggas think about this all the time because we say shit like, because if you big enough, I have a homeboy in my team that's big enough. And I always say, bro, and he's been hearing this all his life, I know for a fact. As long as we've been friends, niggas will say, man, if we ever got in a fight, I just have to shoot you, bro. Right. Niggas say this playfully. People who find people physically imposing, and, and, and we've had to deal with this for a significant part of our lives. Correct. People always size us up and subconsciously tell themselves what they would have to do if shit went down. I just have to shoot you, bro. Fuck that shit. And that's usually where it ends up. And that's always where it ends up. So if a nigga, if, if this is coming from a nigga that I fuck with, the nigga that's my man, hundred grand. I know a ninety pound bitch losing a fight, who has eight million ways to disable me painfully on her fucking belt, is gonna fuck me up. White people can't lose fights. No, not publicly. They do it all the time, but the, no, not publicly. White people don't know how to lose fights well. If you, if you don't believe me that white people don't know how to lose fights well, look at Jake Paul. I was going to say, look at the Confederacy. <laughs> See how that's going. I, 100%. <laughs> centuries later, telling us that the South will rise again. Centuries later. White people don't know how to lose anything. As a matter of fact, even the, the the white lady who wrote Twilight is proof of this. <laughs> Team Jacob is exactly the Dallas Cowboys of fantasy fiction. Losing and proud to be on the losing team. Dallas Cowboys look like trash. You know, the season just started. Dallas Cowboys look like cow, Cowboys look like trashy trash, boy. The the, the only time. Tore their ass off the bone in the preseason. The only time I've been in favor of, of Tom Brady. <laughs> Just when they busted the Dallas Cowboys ass. Yes. 
never thought I'd root for Tom Brady's success in anything. Um, that was just my little. That was just my little thing about the relationship. My most of my real life stories are always going to be about the relationship between white people and black people's physicality. Mm-hmm. Because I don't give any of those vibes at the job because. I'm so apologetic <laughs> because I'm new to this system and I don't know what I'm doing. So everything is me being as gracious to the other party as possible. So that just was in his head based on my physicality and knowing that I had done security once upon a time mm-hmm. that, oh, if that little girl came up against a real nigga. He laid this bitch flat. No, nah, bro. No, nah. she got a million ways to fuck me up on that belt, and she going with the she's going with the most expedient one. The one with sixteen opportunities per clip. Choose one. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like you learn a lot. You learn a lot working with unapologetically white people. You really do. Um. Even the white woman wouldn't have said that. You know, I, I really do only call her the white woman. I mean, what other defining characteristic do you need? The uh, uh, actually the 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 black women, a couple of the black women in between branches, called the Pink Power Ranger. Cause she's one of them white women that always stands with her hand with her with her hands on her hips, like she just transformed into Wonder Woman. I don't trust. I tell you, retail. I don't trust anybody in retail that wears heels. That wears heels and doesn't complain about their feet. Her blisters. Are, her blisters got to be out of this motherfucker. At the end of the day, guaranteed. She got calluses. Got a oh man. Got to. She got she got a she got a motor motherfuckers down with a belt sander. Damn. Anyway, send your real life, uh, send your racist stories, send your real life racist encounters, um, along with any news you think we've missed. Um, questions for myself, D. Randall, or any guests you ever hear on this podcast, please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail dot com or log on to opinionswildblack.com <laughs> Uh, where you can uh, buy merch, learn more about the Least Sober Team in podcasting, uh, so forth and so forth. You know the drill. We will be back with your listener letters as well as the top three STFUs. All right. You are listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. Mm-hmm. We are opinionated. And I am feeling pretty good about life, actually. Feeling great. Feeling good, feeling great. Feeling great, feeling good. How are you? Mm-hmm. Um, it is time for our listener letters. All right. This has become one of our favorite little joints when y'all actually really start participating in shit. Especially since he doesn't screen them beforehand. I don't know I what do not. ask. I do not at all. That's the best part of it. <laughs> Tales to Enrage asks, what is the best pillow-to-person ratio for a bed, and how many pillows are too many? 
Tales to the Race has these great philosophical questions <laughs> that really say everything about a person. I say as many as possible. Correct. Um, I am a person who I, I have to have. I have to have choices. I have to have options mm. um, because I, I sleep in a lot of different positions depending on, on how I feel any particular day. Uh, I am a back sleeper. If I sleep on my back and I want to get into a deep sleep, I use one pillow, which is a memory foam pillow. Um, if I am napping, I use two pillows if I'm sleeping on my back. Okay. Um, if I am side sleeping, I use three pillows because I have wide shoulders and I need to create that. You know that that good that good cubic area okay. uh, underneath my neck, so that my neck is not at an angle. I also need at least two to three more pillows that I can stack on top of my head, as well, uh, to perform to 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 form a protective barrier. Uh, currently, on my side of the bed right now, I have four <laughs> pillows. Um, I was about to say Sometimes five Somewhere along the way You gotta fit a wife on the bed I mean, she, 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 You know she, she there Somewhere <laughs> It's a king size but You know You gotta, you gotta have options I'm, but, I'm, but you know what I think is dumb I think What's dumb is that Day pillow Night pillow shit What the fuck is that There's some people who have pillows That they put on the bed When the bed is made During the day That are just decorative and then they take them off and put the sleeping pillows on at night. I know. I know. So white people. I know some black people that do it too. <laughs> okay. I'm not I'm not putting anybody out there. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. Now we gotta swap out pillows for day and night. As many pillows as possible. And also Jesus sometimes, Christ. especially when I'm side sleeping. Sometimes I'll, I'll take a pillow, fold it in half, and tuck it between my knees. Um, yeah, you know, if, if if my back is feeling kind of tight or something, I'm that helps to, back support. Yeah, so you know, you just have man, you got to have multiple pillow options. I agree, agreed. Um, I will say right now, I am at a I am at a two pillow capacity. I'm going to invest in more pillows. Some for some reason, these satin pillowcases have taken some of the fluff out of my fucking pillows, and mm. I I don't know I gotta uh, my sister just bought one of these my pillow joints. Um, I was gonna hold off because I think the my pillow guy is racist. Yeah, but then I felt her my pillow. And the shit is delightful. You're like, damn. I'm. This might have to be my my other sacrifice next to Chick Fil A. Like, they just they just I'm they just gonna have to deal with the struggle by themselves. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, man. Fuck that shit. I I need I need good chicken sandwiches, and I need comfortable sleeping options. Um, and if 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 me not really being down with the struggle means. That I have good lumbar support between my knees at night. Yeah, man. And fuck y'all. <laughs> fuck it. You can't you can't you can't fight the revolution if if you don't get quality sleep. One hundo. I can't be I can't be out here I can't be out here fighting a good fight with scoliosis in this motherfucker. <laughs> um. So right now I'm at two. 
that's been good up until this weird uh, satin pillowcase switch up. So I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go fluffier. Mm. Um, I'm gonna go fluffier. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two fluffy bad boys uh, to sleep to sleep with, and one between the knees. I think they have a special pillow for that. They do. So um, I'm I'm definitely gonna look into this. Um, how many pillows are too many? I guess I don't really think there's such a thing for to me as too many, unless you are in fact talking about those fucking decorative pillows yeah. that have no practical sleeping applications whatsoever. I, I'm not sleeping with some shit with tassels on it and shit. Yeah. The fuck are y'all doing? Or unless you're talking about Bow and Johnny, and oh that. My God. Oh and that Moses God. part the Red Sea pillow. The the pillow moat? Yeah. Man. That's the most weird fucked up chaste relationship I've ever seen in my life. I thought they were going to be fucking fucking once they got it on. These motherfuckers, man. They so they so fucking dull and the girl is like I can't believe I'm married to the dude that was a hoe in college. I refuse to believe and she's the one that doesn't bathe. And she's the one that don't wash her fucking ass. Man, Bow and Johnny, that that pisses me off. They everything about Bow pisses me off right now. Like everything. And a couple of things about Johnny. Mostly Bow. You don't have a lot of like negotiating room if you don't wash your fucking ass. You need to be, you need to, you need, I need to see your hair wet just out of the shower before you fix your mouth to argue with me about anything, anything. any fucking thing. And I need to, see, I need to see a rag or two used in the shower. I need to see two or one or two wet rags in there. If I just see a, if I just see a fucking loofah, no, shut the fuck up and go to bed on the couch. Fuck it, man! No, fuck that. Bow wild. Bow bow is wild as fuck. Anyway, before I go on my old fucking, <laughs> my old fucking tangent there, and bow is the most ridiculous of the ridiculous. Nobody that doesn't wash their ass gets to. No, you have no bargaining power here. I, that made that infuriated me. I I was mad at Johnny. Why the fuck are you? Why are you crying? You need to go back home and make her cry. Not only make her cry, make her cry in the shower. Because he, <laughs> he realized that, you know, well, no, nah, it would be problematic. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll keep it to myself. Uh, on Instagram, Deep Fried Danny asked, What's the most thoughtful gift gesture you have received? I don't have many of these to choose from, so I'm going to let Randall go first. Shit, give me a second. <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Um, see, I I am a terrible gift receiver because I never, I never want anything. Um. Oh. 
one of the most thoughtful ones, and it was because, and I think it was because I did not ask for it, mm-hmm. but it was because people listened and they knew what I liked. A couple years ago. That's always good. Yeah. Uh, my friends, Tim and Jessica, Jessica Curly Nerd, Tim, People's Critic. What up, Jess? Got me the omnibus for, um, is that that planetary omnibus? Planetary, yes. Okay. Um, and I, I, I that's I, a good one. I had mentioned in a passing conversation, um, you know, a while before that 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 was one of my favorite comics of all time, and they and they surprised me with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I thought that was that was really thoughtful because again, we as a as a group we collectively. You know, occasionally gift each other things out of the blue. Yeah, um, and I I was really touched by that because a that was something that I was really really looking for, and and b it was something that again I didn't I'm not a person that that ever talks about what I want or what I would like to have, and I I thought that was cool. And it, it may seem insignificant to a lot of people, but um, for me, it, you know, it's a big deal, and that's that's the. F- I guess one of the first ones that comes to mind. Um, I've, I guess I've been given a gift. I've been given gifts before. Mm-hmm. It's few and far in between, especially if we're talking about relations. Well, friends, definitely. Yeah. We're talking about relationships. Definitely few and far in between. Um, like, Tristan got me a like I don't know, Tristan bought me a Texans shirt that she later that season told me to burn. Um and, and, you know, I, I know she just saw it on the in cap at some at some store that does not normally sell Texan shit. So I I know what happened. Mm-hmm. Um but I think the most I think the biggest thing was probably I had an ex. It was a it was a very strange fling. It was a, a, a the whole thing lasted six months, uh, which is kind of my <laughs> has become my stock and trade now. Um, and my birthday rolled around. This is back when I was doing poetry. I was hosting Liquid Soul every like uh, like the last Wednesday out of the month, and I don't know who the I don't know who the guest was that week. I, that's the only way I remember them, but I remember it was my birthday week, and everyone was coming, and everybody was coming in. It was a big turnout too. It was one of the biggest turnouts I'd ever had, and I wasn't exactly sure why. Mm-hmm. Um, and people would just come in and just go, "What's up, man? Happy birthday, bro! Yeah, good to see you, man. Happy birthday! You know, yeah. make it, let's make it a good one. Oh, thank you, thank you, man. Solid. I just thought people knew off of uh, fucking. Instagram or uh, Facebook or whatever. Oh man, good looking out! And I'm I introduced the show like usual, and I was like, we got a we got a great show. One shout out my man DJ Burn. One shout out my one shout out my people over here, and we have a guest for you tonight. This is the and, and most importantly, and somebody goes, and most importantly, it's Oz's birthday, and everybody comes from behind stuff. And come pops out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and they have a cake and balloons, and they got me a bottle of some shit. Burn starts playing "Happy Birthday," 
and they made a surprise party at my function. Yeah, that's dope. Because <laughs> I could not imagine. I didn't understand for the life of me where all these people were coming out of the woodwork this week for. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was the weirdest surprise party like ambush I had ever had in my entire life. And people started giving me that gifts and all that shit. It was, it, man, it was fun. It was fun. I was definitely super duper wasted that night. <laughs> and I think that weekend I ended up seeing Van Hunt in concert. Ugh. Um, Pre-Halley. Pre-Halley. I did, I, Van Hunt is a short dude, bro. That is a short, short man. We were only eye level because he was on stage. Wow. Van Hunt is a small, small man. But... That was that is what tells me the the creative short dudes, they the ones that's hitting it. I know it. I I know for a fact. Prince, Prince, Bilal, they they knocking it out the park. I already know they have to be, because he had all those women's attention. By the time Down in Hell came on, oh man, they they all fucked him that night. I know they did. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was one of the best surprises I've probably ever had um, in one of in probably the worst relationship I've ever had in my <laughs> fucking life. Um, I can't imagine why I prefer the toxic ones. Um, let's see, we have a we have another one. Let's see, um, somebody somebody asked me something earlier this week that I said I was going to talk about. I gotta find it that I said I was gonna talk about on air because it was such a good it was such a good question. Here we go. Amarn Akin, aka Blue Amazon, um said, Hey Oz, how can I support you guys outside of listening, sharing, and the merch? I'm on hold for buying clothing right now, but I want to support. Let me know. Hell, if I can buy and y'all have a giveaway, that'll work too. I love people that just want to know what else they can do. There's a million ways to support us right now. That's deep. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend. If you hear something that we say that that gets you going and that major morning, whatever, quote me. Feel free to quote me or Randall. Post that shit. Post that shit. Tag opinions while black with it. Um, the best thing you can do for us right now is word of mouth. That's the best thing you can do in your in in your arsenal. That's the best thing you have in your arsenal is that you are a savvy audience listener. We have a savvy, engaged audience. I always say this that that is how black listenership survives. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend. Post that shit on social media. It's cool to just post the link. Post a link and go, man, this shit was hitting today. Mm-hmm. Post a link and go and put a quote on there. Post a link and say, man, these niggas are crazy. Whatever. Post a uh, link and say titties. Post a link and say titties. You know, anything, it, it, that's what gets the people going for real. And that's what we try to encourage y'all encourage y'all to do. Leave a comment. If, you, if, you, if you're on Apple, leave a comment. If you're on SoundCloud, leave a comment. People like seeing those comments and it brings them in. Um, shit. I know you said you're I know you said you're kind of budgeting right now as far as money, but every little bit helps. Go to opinionswhileblack.com. There's a donate button. You can po- you can push donate 
and we'll, and you can donate to our you can donate to that PayPal account. A dollar if you got it. Anything anything helps. And anything goes to making this a better podcast. And by anything go and by going to make this a better podcast, I usually mean Uber money and booze. Mostly booze. And marketing. And marketing. Oh God, yes. <laughs> yes. The marketing, the advertising. Um, please. Um everything helps, man. Um there's so many things. Every like, everything helps. Everything boosts our signal. And boosting our signal helps us boost your signal. And we can create a bigger community than has ever, than has ever been. You know, or, or all that shit. I just, I, I know I'm making it sound like I'm, like I'm doing fucking Kingdom of Heaven. But, you know, whatever. Um, all that shit helps. Um, and yeah, so thank you. Even you asking that is you being involved enough. I I know that you're involved enough that you're probably already boosting the signal. Um, where the, where the merch places, you know, people are going to ask about it. Um, you know, people will, because people will ask, um, and you can just, you can link them straight up. Uh, we do have, let's see. I feel like we had. I feel like we had a David Santiago. Oh. <laughs> uh, I feel like I do. I feel like we had a David Santiago. Has his own category of questions. <laughs> what? Oh, David Santiago does right. What are five things on your bucket list? Five. God damn, David. I probably got. I probably got some. Uh. Mine are always changing. Um, oh boy, five things on the bucket list. I know I got them. Uh, let's see. I got. Oh, so I go to New York all the time. One thing I've never done uh, that I that I really want to do next time I go, um, that I would love to do before I die, is visit. Um, Langston Hughes home. Uh, Langston Hughes home. This has been a point of contention for a while because Langston Hughes, his uh, his home was not declared a national landmark because America, <laughs> and that's bullshit. Um, but I think they're doing creative writing classes out of there now. Like they've they've they had to they had to do something to give it a function uh, instead of instead because they wouldn't declare it a landmark, uh, which would which would mean it would be kept up by you know city money, I guess. And um, so I would love to visit that. I would love because for me, I'm one of those people. I don't really like touristy landmarks, but. I feel like there's an energy, I, just the idea of that, the Harlem Renaissance and all that. There's an energy there for me um, when I visit Brooklyn and Harlem in particular that I would love to just really be a part of there. That would really bring it out for me. Um, two, I had a few. I definitely because I, I definitely do have a serious bucket list. Oh, um, these big outside laser tag joints. 
that have the big fucking field, mm-hmm. they're usually wait never on my side of town, so I'm never I, I never occurs to me to go. But I've been wanting to go lately, and I think I'm going to organize a little outing to do that. Oh, because uh, I have not fired I have not fired a weapon, laser or real life, in some time, and I, I really want to feel like a space marine again. It's also paintball. Okay, paintball is a little too hardcore. You got to nigga. You have to nigga. You have to have the full gear on that shit. Payball is like payball is that's hardcore. And, and them people that do paintball are hardcore. Uh, you just you just go with people you know though. Well that's true too. You get a group of like ten and you just go do people you know. No, no, no. I don't I'm not going with the dudes that have like like the fucking semi auto paint guns. Oh, them niggas is wild, yeah. bro. Nah man. You go with people who who are just as bad as you are. That's true too. A lot more fun. Um I also want I also want to do I want to I want to do a print comic book. I want to write a print comic book before I die. Um, I probably have a couple more. You do you, do you have anything? Yeah, I had to write down the list real quick because I don't okay. kind of remember it. Um, number one, I want to win an Emmy. Number two, oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. That's that's Air Horns, boy. Number two, I want to end, I want to win an Oscar. Oh shit! Yep. I want to visit every continent. Let's fucking go. I want to live in a home with a moat. Nigga. <laughs> and at some point I want to enter a fitness competition, even at my Let's day. go. There we go. Um I also let's see, two more. I also want to I do want to I, I do want to uh be a podcast producer. Mm-hmm. I I want to produce other people's Podcast. Say you're doing it now. I, that's that's where it's headed. That's where it's headed. Uh, you didn't hear that from me, but that's where it's all headed. I heard it. Um, hit him up. Hit yeah. Hit me up. Hit me up. Um, I, yeah. I want to produce. I want to be a podcast producer, and I think I want to. I like. I I, I really want to do like a convention. Like a black podcast convention, mm. a re- like I, like some like really, and this is and these aren't just like the only five things on my bucket list. That's what's hard about it. But yeah, I, I just want to sit a lot of Houston's podcasters down, put them in a room, spring for spring for breakfast, and just really kick some shit, man. And just really kick some shit and really kick some ideas back and forth. There are a lot, like, my focus lately, since one, before 150 actually, has been to put people in a room. Mm-hmm. I wanted to put Lala and Ariel in a room. And what came from that uh, off mic was productive. Yep. Um, I was there to see it. So I was very happy about that, and I want to keep doing that, and I want to keep putting people together um, that I think can work towards a goal and see what that gets us as far as entertainment in Houston. I keep hearing I keep hearing all this shit about niggas can't work together in Houston. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. I mean, it's probably I mean it's probably true with some people, but 
I think for the most part, it's a bunch of bullshit. I think you can put a lot of good people in Houston together. So what you make of it? it? It is exactly what you fucking make of it. I agree. And yeah, and yeah, I would probably like to do one of these little Iron Man Spartan contests or some mm. shit. Um, eventually, which means I have to stop. I have to put this fucking rowing machine together. <laughs> God damn. damn it. Still sitting in the box. It's still in the but the box is so big it might just be put together. I just don't want to open it and then it's not put together. Now I'm stuck with this thing in the garage. Not put together. Uh and I get two days. <laughs> I get I have to put my whole life into two days after working five days. By a week. the time we record again, that ruin machine needs to be up. Done. I can do it. Air horns. <laughs> I'm doing it. Um, good listener letters. Uh, send a, send all your listener letters. Y'all know what to do. Send your listener letters to uh, opinionswildblack at gmail.com. Find us on social media. Drop them in the comments. Y'all know how it goes. Uh, anything y'all want us to talk about, music requests. I'm going to get to y'all's music requests next week. Y'all been dropping some shit, and I have not gotten to because I've just been in my in my own little musical bag. Um, but I'm going to get to those starting next week. Um, it is now time for the top three STFUs. Who, who, who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck fuck up? up. We have runners up. Uh, runner up is, uh, Kevin Samuels. Get him out of here. No, runner up is Joe Rogan. I'm okay. switching that around. Switching the list around on the fly. Okay. Runner up is Joe Rogan. We missed him a week or two ago. He's still out here convincing people um that he's treating himself with horse dewormer <laughs> for COVID. We don't need that. We don't need I I I think I am just personally sick of Joe Rogan's mouth. I was talking to a friend of mine, shout out to Brandy. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who um, she's watching more stand-up to kind of sharpen her own stand-up comedy skills, of which I think she has many she can build on. And um, she was she was like, right now I'm just kind of chilling, watching whatever's on, watching whatever specials are on Netflix, of which there are many. As a matter of fact, if you've not watched the director's cut of Chris Rock's Tambourine. Definitely do that. The first one was already funny. Director's cut is funnier. Um, and she said Joe Rogan made it into her ro- her rotation. I don't judge people for watching Joe Rogan stand up, even though all these accusations that he's stealing comedy or whatever. Um, every comedian nowadays has accusations as another comedian is stealing right. jokes and shit. Right. Um. I'm just personally sick of Joe Rogan's mouth. I, I, I think I am. I, because he overlaps into so many things that I'm into. There's podcasting. If you, if you listen to podcasting and you study podcasting as an art form, you have to know some of what Joe Rogan does. Um, whether or not you think it's good, it's, it's the gold. No, it's not. I'm not saying it right. It's not the gold standard of podcasting. But it's it's definitely one of the most listened to forms of the of the craft. Mm-hmm. So you have to know a little bit about it. Um, 
especially if you're investing in who he's talking to. I'm still mad that Matthew McConaughey interview. Um, also, I'm very into mixed martial arts. And I watch a lot of UFC. Joe Rogan has become a prominent voice in mixed martial arts for reasons I have still not discerned to this day. I still don't understand what makes him a fucking authority on mixed martial arts at all. Aside from him shaving his head bald. I don't know. I don't know. But I think I'm just at a point. Like nothing out of his mouth. No no amount of fights that he's watched could ever make him as much of or more a, more of an authority or a voice in the industry than per se Daniel Cormier. Oh no. No, no, absolutely not. And you can hear it. You can hear the respect in their voice when they talk about Joe Rogan versus when they talk about DC. Everybody knows DC. But anyway, that's my little rant there. I'm just sick of Joe Rogan's fucking mouth. And I'm sick of Joe Rogan's fucking mouth in arenas that he has no business in. It, it's science versus non-science. And since the topic is science, Joe Rogan has to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Nothing makes him an authority. Zero. Joe Rogan just has to get the fuck on. Uh, Number three is Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani was recently drunk somewhere. Shocking. (laughs) I I can't even play it back for you because I don't know... I don't. I can't make out what the fuck was he talking about. He just he 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 kept yelling. Joe is an asshole. Um, This was an official little speech, and everybody like you know he was talking about Joe Biden. Yes, (laughs) yes. And it was talking about how China's going to own us for the next forty years, and um, this this one this one base with planes that no one's using. Um, it's proximity to China and how he's not using it correctly. He didn't, I didn't know what the fuck Rudy, Rudy Giuliani was talking about. And you can tell nobody else did either because it was one of those things where he's saying this hot button shit, but nobody's laughing. Nobody's clapping. Nobody's booing. They're just letting him pass or fail on his own merit. And no one knows what the fuck he's talking about. You just hear one guy go, yeah. And he's just ranting. This is like last night. He was was trending on Twitter over this shit about nothing. And he's getting that old. Rudy Giuliani, he's not a spring chicken. And you can tell that it's it's an air of stupidity and drunkenness mixed with the already built-in senility. And he's becoming what he was trying to protect us from with Donald Trump or what he was trying to cape for with Donald Trump. He should just shut the fuck up. A long time ago, I might add. He I'm, should have shut the fuck up. I mean, like, coming right out of post-9-11 shit. Shut the fuck up, Giuliani. Honestly. He's still telling people that he saved the whole goddamn universe uh, from, from the Taliban because of his diligent efforts on 9-11. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I said it on the anniversary of 9 11. I, I, I said it. I was trying to figure out what he actually did, but. He doesn't know. 
He's been saying this shit for years. He, every time he tried to run for anything, he'd, say, he'd tell everybody he saved everybody on 9-11. People mistake sympathy for heroism. Like, people felt sympathy for you because you were the mayor of New York at the time. Correct. And they weren't going to say bad shit about you. Correct. And you still fucked it up. And it became, and it, it became a, a, a cultural thing to talk about New York in a different light. Yes. Post 9-11. Like, it, like, not a lot of people remember this, but I remember, like, when Spider-Man came out, and it was Spider-Man standing on top of the Twin Towers and shit, they had to delete that whole scene mm-hmm. from the movie. They had to delete that shit out of the poster. Yep. And you could not talk bad about New York at all. And New York could not be seen as anything less than a unified brotherhood of regular working class people. I'm convinced that they changed that whole ending uh, where all the people just start throwing trash at the Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced they changed that shit for, for 9-11's sake. Um, and yet, everyone still agreed that Rudy Giuliani is a colossal douchebag. This is reason alone, on its own. For Rudy Giuliani to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up! Uh, number two is Kevin Samuels. Mm. Yeah, that's right. The head narcissist in charge is back. Um, it doesn't really matter what he said. He was talking shit about Lizzo. And anyone who knows me and has listened to this podcast long enough. <laughs> or once. <laughs> or once <laughs> or ever. Knows that talking shit about Lizzo won't fly. <laughs> talking shit about Elizabeth will not fly at all. I'll fight out here. <laughs> First of all, Lizzo ain't done shit. I, I, I have to reiterate this because it blows my mind how people adjacent to the cult of Kevin Samuels, not even necessarily his followers, but people that would just find themselves agreeing with him. Seems so very fascinated with talking shit about this. We're talking shit about this woman. Oh, that's what it was. So it was a picture. It was a picture of a plus size woman. And it basically said, shout out to BBWs. Don't be afraid to get on top. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> Which is the funniest shit. I have seen on the internet. Yeah. I have the quote here from Kevin Samuels uh, Instagram. So now violence is okay. Oh, shut up. Or is it just one way violence from women to men? Oh, wait, it's just a joke, right? No major or even minor brand would dare, would, would, would dare to do something like this. If the genders were reversed, cause it's a Nike ad. Um, Awaiting the outrage from women and demands to cancel Nike and Lizzo. First of all, this woman is not Lizzo. Every woman with stretch with stretch marks and lingerie on is not Lizzo. You fucking nincompoop. You dickhead. What the fuck is wrong with you? Lizzo wasn't even worried about you. Lizzo wasn't even thinking about you. She wasn't thinking about you, Nike, or this fucking ad. And here goes bum ass you with your fucking man purse. 
talking shit about somebody that didn't have shit to do with the thing you were talking about that is already strong and wrong. Second of all, it's a fucking joke. Everybody says if he dies, he dies. Because you are the only person that has not seen Rocky Four, most likely because you were too because you were too busy because uh, you were too busy auditioning for RuPaul's Drag Race, motherfucker. Yeah, I said it. Fuck you. I. I, I Brandy told me to calm down because uh, she, she told me she listens to this and my rants are such that she's concerned about my blood pressure. Yeah, you, you're getting kind of the veins starting to pop out the forehead. It's not actual violence, bro. Also, if that's the violence that that nigga wants on his face, mind your fucking business. Here's the thing. He knows that. He knows that. He knows that. He just knows that. He has to say something mean because that's what his, his audience wants. Um, you know. And lately Lizzo is a hot topic and right. berating Lizzo is a hot topic. And she's an easy target because uh, she's a plus-size woman. And, you know, he, he doesn't believe that any woman should be happy, let alone a plus-size woman. So he, he has to say something about it. Um, Lizzo could beat his ass to be honest with you. I mean, somebody somebody could easily make a meme of of him taking shots to the face, <laughs> of, of taking Bukaki shots to the face, and say, "If he dies, he dies." And I have a feeling he would not take offense to it. I bet. I bet that. Big, I bet that big bear ass nigga in his bed is offended. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I said it. That was a big. That was a big thick ass nigga in your bed. I bet he's I bet he's upset and offended at these fat phobic comments you keep you keep levying at these women that ain't done shit to you. He only has he only has the power that people give him, um, or the or the people or or the power that his boyfriend gives him. I'm just saying, when his face is in the cup, when his face is in the pillow, when he treats it like a Nintendo glove. <laughs> now you're playing with power. <laughs> Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. B.A. start. Just saying. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, bro. I'm so, I'm just, I am so, I cannot wait. For the whole Kevin Samuels fad to be over, I, I cannot wait. I can't. I, I don't even need y'all to find nothing on him. Just get tired of him and sh- tell him to shut the fuck up. I, I want him to have Candace Owens as a host, and they both just spontaneously. <laughs> it needs to happen. Like I don't understand how the Migos can find Justin LeBoy in the street and whoop his ass. And ain't nobody, ain't nobody had the wherewithal to find Kevin Samuels. He don't leave the house. He can't possibly. Where, where does he go? He cannot possibly. That, that and that's a, that's another thing. Y'all talk bad about Umar. I need y'all to have the same energy for Kevin Samuels. Umar, because both them niggas look like they ain't left the house well, ever. Umar left the house to get two wives. <laughs> Kevin Samuels still got his ass in house. And, and whose house is that, by the way? There's a lot of questions I have 
that we we ask of people like Umar that we just assume that we just assume Kevin Samuels isn't a part of that conversation because he keeps talking all this high value man shit. But let's be honest, he is not even the high value man he keeps talking about. Well, so that very well could be his grandmother's house, or it could be that dude's house. <laughs> that dude was awful comfortable. Much like someone who lives there and pays the bills there. I'm just saying. Who do you know gets fully dressed in their own house? You see me every week. I'm here in a t-shirt and shorts and flip-flops. You ain't never lying. my house. That was a grown man sleeping in a bed. Y'all talked all that shit when Fosworth Bentley answered answered the door for Corinne Steffens. In his boxes Y'all talk all that shit about Fosworth Bentley and Diddy Y'all ain't got none of that heat for Kevin Samuels Yeah With a nigga in his bed Y'all believe that shit about a random Zoom meeting he didn't turn off Get the fuck out of here that man was zooming in that ass <laughs> <laughs> we gonna be all right. Oh my god! We gonna be all right. Shut the fuck up, Kevin Sam. Shut the fuck up. You okay? Oh man! And the number one person who should shut the fuck up is Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson. Oh man! Um. Oh boy! Oh, Whew. let me calm down. Okay, Fifty Cent. Um, right? the, yeah, man, the Fifty Cent thing was actually pretty infuriating. Um, despite my still being caught up in that little giggle a minute ago. Um, I'm actually glad that we we found out about that comment when we did because it because we found out about Michael K. Williams. Last week while we were recording Correct And like right when you left I looked up and I saw Curtis's little shit Boy this would have turned to a whole other podcast This would have turned to a whole other fucking podcast um, in, in in the wake of the death of Michael K. Williams um, 50 Cent was on Was basically on Instagram Laughing at this nigga Dying Tragically um, all you really need to know is that apparently uh Michael K. Williams was friends with a nigga that fifty doesn't fuck with and fifty responded to Michael K. Williams' death the only way he knows how uh childishly. Now, death is not a punishment. Um death can be tragic. In cases like this, someone young, and I said this earlier in the week, I said this earlier in last week, that that it's sad because it feels like our legends and people that that, that kind of ascend to classic legendary status in our culture, their time here is limited. Whereas white legends seem to go on for fucking ever, ever, like... Keith Richards <laughs> Keith Richards gotta be 80 His name is the first one that always comes up 
Keith Richards got to be 80. Donald Trump got to be a hard 80. He's like 80. He's I getting think. there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the people that are considered classics in in their own right, in their zeitgeist, seem to last forever. We All ours die in their, in their 40s and 50s. And so I didn't know that nigga, but it hurts. Because it reminds us, me, of my own mortality. Niggas like 50 don't take this into consideration at all. Niggas like 50 don't take anything into consideration but their own self-indulgence in the moment. And that's why he's always saying the most mean-spirited thing humanly possible about his fellow man um, whenever possible. And at a moment where the culture kind of froze and was kind of horrified and saddened very quickly, he couldn't even find a moment then to be a decent human being. And I'm tired of all the excuses for him. Oh, well, he's a street nigga. I know plenty of street niggas that respect a moment when people have lost somebody important to their family, to their friends, to their community, or to the culture. Or at the very least, won't say anything about it. Or just, you can always say nothing. A lot of times they just say, I didn't know that man. And, and that's fine. And that's fine. And can, we can go about life. But you didn't even have that much in you. It was too much shut the it was too much shut the fuck up in that job for you. No, you have to you have to open your mouth mostly because you seem to be unable to close your mouth physically because uh, you got busted in it so many times. Um, you just have to open your fucking mouth and let the world know some shit, some mean spirited, cruel shit. The energy will the energy will not change when you die. I assure you, At all. the energy will not change. They go, you're going to get the same energy you have given every other human being walking the face of this earth. You, you in this narrative to just make other human beings miserable. Because you are so miserable at the fact that you rap with the vocabulary of a third grader. And that you've really not had a single classic album since Get Rich or Die Trying, which is at least 20 years old. You don't slap. Your shows don't slap. Power does not slap. I know you're getting power book five, the story of that, uh, the story of that white boy. I don't give a fuck about your little BMF show that you got coming out. No one else will give a fuck about your BMF show. You're writing the same two... St- you're, you're not even writing this shit. You are show running the same two stories over and over. Niggas getting rich in the drug game. Because the only book I suspect you've ever read is that true to the game nonsense. 50 Cent, you're the worst human. You are one of the worst human beings walking the face of the planet, and we cannot have a true 
conversation about advancing as a society, about advancing as a community, as black people, until we have a conversation about somehow getting you into a space shuttle and flying you headfirst into the sun. I don't want to have a conversation unpacking the other side or none of that. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to or be seen talking to anyone that believes Curtis Jackson deserves to be anywhere except the ninth level of hell. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. In the name of all that is good, all that could ever be good on this planet. In the society, shut the fuck up forever. Go away. You are not needed. We need to be better as a society, as a community, and that cannot happen as long as you exist. Fall down a flight of stairs. Shut the fuck up forever. Fuck you. Honestly, fuck you. Fuck you in the face. With an unwashed 12-inch black rubber dildo. Fuck you. In the nostril, my nigga. I have nothing to add to that. (laughs) I have nothing to add. Eat a dick. Eat a bleach-flavored dick. Eat a black-owned bleach-flavored dick. No sides, no condiments, sideways, like corn on the cob. Fuck you. Fuck Curtis Jackson forever in a day, my nigga. Shut the fuck up. D Randall, we do a podcast. Yes, we did. (laughs) Your blood pressure okay? Oh, there was another runner-up. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, Summer Walker in London, fam. They've been they've been on Instagram fighting fighting back and forth for the past two weeks over some bullshit, fam. Leave us out of this. Is another. One. I usually like these little relationship beefs on Instagram. Summer in London got to shut the fuck up and leave us out of it. Y'all were breaking up and getting back together in the same week before the baby came into play. Nothing has changed. Nothing is going to change. Y'all can't stand each other. Summer need that bag. Y'all, fam, shut the fuck up. Leave us out of that shit. They only got each other. They they only deserve each other. And they both have people. They're both in other relationships. That don't even matter. They still fucking. I'm convinced of it. That's what we were talking about earlier, about people having this shit online. Just shit offline, man. Leave us out of that. I ain't got shit to do with that. Because now that y'all have a baby, and now that y'all are in completely different other relationships, that's got to be awkward for them. Leave us out of that shit, fam. Anyway, uh, this was a good one. A good pod, man. This was a, this was a ride. I needed this. Um, Thank everybody for sticking with us, as y'all always do. We love y'all so much. Um, merch coming soon. If I have anything to say about it, uh, another thing that I've wanted to do with this podcast is coming soon. As soon as I uh, 
acclimate to this acclimate to this job and kind of fit that in and the side hustle I got going. Yeah, it's a lot going on. But it's definitely a couple of things I want to experiment with and see if we can take this a little higher. Um see if we can definitely take this higher. That's got to be the plan this 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 year. Um church announcements D Randall. Nah. Okay. Yeah, get them boosters. Get them boosters. Oh, it is booster time. Mew is out there. <laughs> My God, I, it's to, so so. If they announce it, that Mew is in thirty nine countries, I know it's here. I haven't heard of a Kappa variant though. <clears throat> Kappas are a disease all unto <laughs> themselves. <laughs> That's a disease we ain't getting rid of. Ain't no, ain't no immunity. Ain't no booster shot. Not in the world. Kappa's just the Kappa disease is here to stay. Well, also, ain't nobody scared of it. <laughs> it ain't nobody scared of that shit either. Unless you're under like, unless you're like five, six and under. Um, we'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know how it goes. We'll be back next week. I will hopefully have probably have that fucking rowing machine built. Not probably. I will have that rowing machine built. Uh, I will go into my birthday uh, working my ass off. And I, oh, I got some heavier dumbbells, too. Um, in the meantime, this has been episode 153? 153, I think. Yeah, 153. Of Opinions Wild Black. I've been Oz. I am D. Randall. And as always, forever imparting titties.